My name is David Porter. I am the author of Five Minutes to Live. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to this podcast. Uh, just a few things to, to note. Um, in the description of the podcast, I've got the purchase link if you want to purchase Five Minutes to Live. I've also got my Facebook and Twitter links so you can find me. I'd love to hear from you. I'll interact with you. Um, the, the purpose of this podcast, we are reading through Five Minutes to Live chapter by chapter, releasing a new chapter each week, and I release them on Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Central Time. Now, if you're here and you haven't started with the prologue, episode number one, go back, start there, or you're going to be completely lost. Please set the alert notification, whatever that looks like on your podcast of choice, so that when a new episode is released, it alerts you. Now, one other thing, Five Minutes to Live has a lot of footnotes. There are a lot of scientific references and a lot of Bible verses. In each episode, I'll list all of those footnotes so you'll have them. You can go back and research, read about the people, read about the articles, read about the science, and read the Bible verses. Finally, I've got a new book that I've finished writing. It's called 60 Seconds of Silence. It's not out yet, but as soon as it is, I'll go back and list the link so you can purchase it in the description of each episode as well. Now, with that, thanks for being here. Let's get to it. Chapter 27 My eyes sleepily cracked open and drowsily shut again. I slowly awakened to the gentle electronic beeping sounds of monitors and machines. My head felt blurry and unsure, but it was pressed into a cloud-like pillow that was beckoning me back to sleep. I lay there, peaceful. The sheets and blankets were a colorless, clinical white. Through the window I saw the sun, high in the cloudless sky. It was truly a beautiful morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, I whispered with difficulty. Shifting my weight, attempting to roll over, the pain took my breath away. I was connected to hoses, tubes, and wires, running to breathing machines, pulse monitors, and bags of fluid. I didn't know how I got here, but I seemed to be in a hospital bed. On either side of my bed were chairs, empty now, but with evidence of recent use. Coffee cups sitting at their feet and on side tables let me know that my room might be empty now, right at the second. But people had definitely been here with me. Hello, I coarsely asked. The sound of my voice surprised me. Hello. Is anybody here? The door opened and a nurse dressed in scrubs walked in. She hadn't heard me and didn't notice I was awake. Her timing was perfect, even if she didn't know it. Never looking directly at me, she checked my chart at the foot of my bed and went to look at the readouts on the machines. I watched her work and as she was finishing, I said, Hello, how are you doing today? Startled, the nurse started stammering. Can you tell me where I am and how I got here? I asked. The nurse, with wide eyes, said in a foreign accent, 
thanks God. They will be so glad you are awake. Wait a moment. And rushed out of the room. With the way I feel and the position I'm in, I think the wait a moment part of her instruction was a little unnecessary. My body ached. I glanced down at my right hand and it was swollen, purple, and bruised. My left arm was in a cast. Before I had a chance to survey any more of the damage to my body, the door to the hospital room swung open and Jessica and a tangle of people rushed in. Hey, gorgeous, I said as Jessica neared the bed. I saw her beautiful smile and compassionate eyes. She blushed and raised a hand to try and cover the bruising on her face, bruising inflicted by Omar. I missed you, she responded softly. You remember the first three words I said to you? I nodded, trying to smile. She continued, you're not alone. I'm here and I'll always be here. I didn't have a chance to tell you that the other night. I'm so sorry for everything I said. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Jess. I knew you were hurting and I just happened to be the one you were taking it out on. I know you didn't mean any of it. I tried to smile and then looking around said, where am I and how did I get here? Who are all these people? What's the last thing you remember? Jessica asked me. Why do all of you science people answer a question with a question? We both laughed a little because she knew I was right. Nuria had done it to me. The good Omar had done it to me. And now Jess was doing it to me. It must be the way their brain was wired or something. Just answer the question, Mr. Bond. What's the last thing you remember? The parachute and being on eagle's wings. The crunch of glass and handing you your laptop. I remember sitting down and then everything else is sort of, I don't know, everything fades after that. That's right, Matt, Jessica said. You saved my life and you saved my research. But that was three nights ago. You've been in the hospital here in Jerusalem since that night. You're going to be just fine. This is Dr. Padan, she said, motioning to a man in a white lab coat and a friendly face. He's the one who performed your surgery. He was just telling us what to expect in the coming days and weeks when you woke up. Jess stepped back and let Dr. Padan move closer to me. He started checking my vitals, pulse, eye dilation, and the like. Hi, Doc, I said, and then suddenly fighting panic added, Why did I need surgery? What happened? What did you do to me? And do I still have all my body parts? Understanding, the doctor paused what he was doing and responded in accented English. Matt, you've got all your parts and you're going to be fine. You had some cracked ribs and have a lot of bruising, but the reason you're here and the reason you had surgery was to set your broken femur. We had to put a metal rod in your leg. From what I was told, you jumped from a helicopter while it was in the air, landed on a rooftop, and fell to the ground. Then, later in the evening, you were on the roof when the Azrieli Sorona Tower was blown up. I'm not sure exactly when you broke your leg, your thigh bone, but I know it was broken when you managed to save Dr. Adam's life. With a little work and rehab, 
you'll be back to fighting bad guys in no time. Dr. Padan smiled as he backed away from the bed, giving Jessica room to move back to me. He continued to work, scribbling in my chart, checking my machines and dosage levels. Finally, he said, I'll be back tonight to do a final evening check. Right now, everything looks just fine. You're doing great, Matt. It's pretty miraculous the way you're recovering. Rest now and I'll see you in a few hours. Turning toward the group of people in the room, he said, Not too much activity in here. Give him time to rest. He'll be here a while and we'll be able to answer questions, any and all of them, over the next few days. He doesn't have to do it all today. He made his way out of the room and presumably on to his next patient. Jessica took my hand and said, Okay, now these two people are from the American Embassy. I noticed she didn't move to let them closer, so the short, stocky man with a thin beard and a slightly taller woman with tight curly hair stayed at the foot of my bed. The man wore a blue suit and matching striped tie, and the woman wore all black with a bright pink jacket to accessorize. The man spoke first. Hello, Mr. Davenport. I'm Jimmy Gibbs, and this is Nancy Rogers. He had a southern accent. Texas, maybe but was friendly and jovial. Like Dr. Adams said, we're from the American Embassy, he said, but pronounced it like Merkin, the Merkin Embassy, Texas all the way. When you're up to it, we need to get a statement from you and ask you some questions. He must have seen the concerned look on my face because then he added, oh no, you're kind of a hero right now. We just want to know what happened, get you to fill in some of the blanks. Nancy continued the thought. Israel and the United States have always had a good relationship, especially now since we moved our embassy to Jerusalem. But having an American citizen fighting against Hamas terrorists and ruining their plans to steal state secrets is kind of a big deal. She sounded like she was from New Jersey, northern and nasally. In the next few weeks, we will also need to get you back to the United States. Since you made your way to Israel without a passport, there will be some paperwork and different things to sort out. We'll help with all of that, Nancy Rogers said. She added, we've taken the liberty of ordering you some new clothes and have made arrangements for a residence. You'll be able to stay there in the city once you're released from the hospital, and the doctors clear you for travel. You will have plenty of security, too. The man, Jimmy, spoke again and said, We're real proud of you, Matt. Incredible work out there. Thank you for your service to your country and her allies. I think you'll end up meeting the president at some point real soon. He placed a card on the table beside the bed and said, If you need anything, anything at all, please don't hesitate to contact me. My cell phone number is listed there. You can get me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With that, Jimmy Gibbs and Nancy Rogers said their goodbyes and made their way out of the hospital room. I thought it was curious that neither of them had asked me any questions, but at that point they probably knew more than I did. With their departure, that left Jessica and me together, and a small, wiry man who had been standing in the corner of the room, quietly listening. I recognized him from somewhere, but couldn't remember where I had seen him. 
I turned to Jessica and said, why do I need plenty of security? She said, we'll get there. Let me introduce you to one more person, an especially important person. I know it's a lot. You've only been awake a few minutes, so forgive me, but this is Dr. Eli Kaplan. I don't think you guys have formally met until now. I'm going to let him fill you in on some of the missing pieces. Jessica sat down in one of the bedside chairs. Dr. Kaplan went to see if anyone was outside of the room, anyone who may be trying to listen. Convinced we were alone, he closed the door, pulled a chair over, and sat down beside Jessica. I said, I recognize you from the picture. Dr. Kaplan asked, Which picture? There is a framed, uh, I'm sorry, there was a framed picture of you and Jess that was sitting on her bookcase. I asked Nuria about it while I was there. She told me that you had given Jessica an award or a raise or a new position or something, and you guys had taken a picture together. I saw you in that picture. It's nice to meet you, Dr. Kaplan. I've heard really wonderful things about you over the years. And I've heard fantastic things about you too, Matthew, Dr. Kaplan replied. I noticed that Dr. Kaplan had said Matthew, not Matt, like almost everyone else did. Jessica added, Dr. Kaplan has been right here beside me for the past three days. He never left my side and never left you alone. Smiling, but in an unusual, pensive way, Dr. Kaplan said to me, Jessica reminds me so much of my daughter. I couldn't leave her alone as she was waiting for you to wake up. It's been a long three days, Matthew. Surprised, Jessica said, I didn't know you had a daughter. You've never mentioned her before. That's because she died before you were born. I like to think that if she had been given the chance, the opportunity to grow up, she would be as sweet, compassionate, intelligent, and strong-willed as you are. Kaplan said to Jessica, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Jessica gushed. It's okay, Jessica. That was a long time ago, over 40 years now, but I think it's time you heard the story because it will fill in some holes for you as well as for Matthew, Dr. Kaplan said. End of chapter 27. If you're still here, Thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that reading. If you want to purchase Five Minutes to Live, the link is in the description below, and you can find my Facebook and Twitter links there as well. Drop me a line. Please subscribe and hit the bell so you know when the next chapter is released, and if you're enjoying this, please share it with your friends and family. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.